You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NFL Scouting Combine always produces plenty of NFL rumors, and we heard quite a bit about what the Chicago Bears could be looking at from the quarterback market. Welcome into the Locked On Bears podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I cover the Chicago Bears for Bears Wire. I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today we're taking stock of all the latest Bears quarterback rumors, looking at the trade market that's forming for Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton, what the price might be for somebody like Nick Foles from the Jacksonville Jaguars or Derek Carr from the Oakland Raiders, and why a free agent quarterback isn't necessarily a sure thing for Chicago either. If you were to set betting odds on the Bears quarterback edition this offseason, based purely on where all the talk seems to be right now, it feels like Andy Dalton from the Cincinnati Bengals is the betting favorite. That's where a lot of the speculation has been surrounded, and coming out of the NFL scouting combine, that's where a lot of the rumors started to pick up when you hear reporters talking to anonymous executives and picking up tidbits here and there. The Athletic reported fairly concretely that the Bears have been in touch with the Cincinnati Bengals on the topic of Andy Dalton's availability to really be that competition for Mitchell Trubisky. Of course, you have the connection with Bears offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, who was the offensive coordinator with the Cincinnati Bengals and had success with Andy Dalton. And the Bears have expressed a desire to have a veteran quarterback with some experience that can back up Trubisky. And Dalton, of course, has started quite a bit, has made some trips to the playoffs, obviously has a lot of limitations as a quarterback, but would be an upgrade over a lot of what the Bears have had in the quarterback room as of late. But where the Dalton situation becomes a little bit tricky is the price to acquire him in terms of compensation for a trade. There's also some finagling with Andy Dalton's contract. He's set to earn $17.7 million next season, which isn't terrible for a starting quarterback, but he would come into Chicago as a backup initially and cost quite a bit of money for a team that isn't overwhelmingly loaded with salary cap space. But ESPN is reporting that Cincinnati might be willing to absorb some of that salary to make a deal more affordable for the Chicago Bears, or any team that might be interested in Dalton services. And that's sort of where things get murky here, because we've also seen rumors that, I believe it was The Athletic reported that teams like the Colts or the Patriots have expressed some interest in Andy Dalton possibly as a quarterback option, depending on what happens with some of the other free agents. But the Bengals also don't have a lot of leverage outside of that because everyone knows that they're going to draft Joe Burrow, and it's pretty clear that they are going to get rid of Andy Dalton in some capacity. And so if you're the Bears, you would be tempted to see if they'll release Dalton and you can get him for no compensation via a trade. But if the Bengals can create a bidding war between the Colts and the Patriots and the Bears to potentially trade for Dalton services, that's when you start to have to get draft pick discussions in there. And as far as what Dalton's value would be worth on the trade market, that's, I mean, obviously nothing that we can know concretely on the outside. 
The Athletic talked about even as high as a second-round pick for Dalton, given that quarterbacks are so valuable and there could be multiple teams interested in their services. And the Bears just happen to have two of those second-round picks this year that might just make it a little bit easier to part with one rather than it being their, you know, their only second-round pick and not being able to pick at all in that round. But ESPN's Adam Schefter has also reported maybe better news for the Bears in this regard. He compared it more to what the Baltimore Ravens got when they traded Joe Flacco to the Denver Broncos, more of that mid-round pick range. But the problem is, again, that the Bears are are low on the mid-round picks. I believe they're projecting that they could get a compensatory fourth round pick because of Adrian Amos and those are now tradable but they don't they aren't initially considered with your your trade assets until it's officially awarded to you and so it wouldn't be a deal the Bears could make right away if they wanted to trade that fourth round pick and the Bengals might also be looking for something higher than that and the Bears don't have any picks after the second round until really you get to the fifth round when the rest of those picks start to come in and that's where the Bears fill out the rest of their draft so at this point that's where the majority of the attention is. It's The Bears have talked to the Bengals about Dalton. Dalton makes a lot of sense, and it's a question of can the Bears afford that from a salary cap space, and what might they have to give up in order to get them? Because we've heard that the Bengals are willing to work with Dalton. They want to send Dalton somewhere where he'll be happy and a good situation for him because they do really like Andy and kind of want to do right by him before they bring on Joe Burrow. But the market's going to have to dictate where things might go with this. And the Bears don't want to pay everything to get a quarterback like Dalton, but they also don't want to miss out with some limited options for competition for Mitchell Trubisky. Now, while Dalton is the quarterback, I think, most tied to the Bears right now, he's not their only option and not the only trade possibility that's being discussed and rumored pretty heavily right now. We'll look at what we know about Derek Carr and Nick Foles next on Locked On Bears. It's starting to feel like spring again, which means spring training baseball down at the Cactus League in Arizona. Both the Cubs and the White Sox are down there getting their preseason action on, struggling a little bit as of late, but really enjoying the beautiful sights and sounds of Arizona. There's great weather beautiful landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, and really incredible food, making it the perfect home base for baseball fans. It's not too late to get down there and take in all the action. 15 MLB teams play at 10 different stadiums, all within about 50 miles of the greater Phoenix area, and it's more of a relaxed baseball environment where you can go to games early and meet players and get autographs. When you're not at the ballpark, you can bring the wife and kids along for Plenty of family-friendly activities for kids of all ages, from water parks to science museums, aquariums, and so much more. So plan your spring training getaway today at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash springtraining. Andy Dalton is going to continue to get a lot of the buzz, I think, when it comes to this Chicago Bears quarterback discussion But he isn't the only quarterback on the trade market that's had some developing rumors, particularly coming out of the NFL scouting combine over the weekend. ESPN also is reporting that the Jacksonville Jaguars want to go with Gardner Minshew as their starting quarterback, 
and ideally find a trade partner for Nick Foles. Foles, of course, they signed to a four-year, $88 million contract last year in a move that you know, pretty much everyone has now seen coming that they would be at this stage where that was a mistake. And everyone kind of knew it at the time to give Nick Foles that much money, that type of a contract, given a track record with some very impressive moments. Absolutely. But not a lot of long-term consistency that showed he could be reliable coming to Jacksonville, taking over a team and a, a team that has certainly some limitations around him that maybe weren't as present at his previous stops where he found success. And so the Jaguars don't want to pay him $22 million this year, $26 million next year, and $27 million in 2022 to potentially be their backup quarterback right now to Gardner Minshew. And there was at least initially some thought that they wanted to keep Foles around, A, A, because Minshew is still young and unproven, and, and, you know, they thought that, you know, it would just be nice to have Foles there to, to mentor him, but also as a backup and as a guy they feel like they can trust stepping into that role. But now the latest rumors from ESPN are really sort of backing up the Jaguars' desire to move on from the expensive quarterback, and I think it's part of a bigger plan that they want to clear some salary cap space to be able to turn some things over and make some big changes on their roster moving forward. We saw on Tuesday that the Jaguars agreed to trade cornerback A.J. Bouye to the Denver Broncos for a fourth-round pick. And Bouye, I mean, you may remember him in free agency just a few years ago when he was a top option and signed a big-money contract with the Jaguars. There was some thought that the Bears could be interested in him. I think it was like the free agents that year were Bouye and like Stefan Gilmore, and I think that was a year that, that might have been the year the Bears signed Prince of Mukamara. And Bouye was very good for his first couple seasons, but really struggled last year. And that's why he goes from top free agent cornerback option to worth just a fourth round pick in a trade, mostly just for the purpose of the Jaguars cutting salary. And obviously with Bouye, it's a guy that could potentially be better, you know, have a bounce back year and, and have a, a nice system fit with Vic Fangio, of all people, in Denver, but it's a signal that the Jaguars are open for business, and it doesn't necessarily take huge compensation to get players out of that organization, especially ones with significant salary cap holdings that they would be interested in getting rid of. But the problem with that when it comes to the Chicago Bears is, yes, that means Foles, the compensation to trade for Foles would be less so than to trade for Andy Dalton based on where it seems like their markets are. But the Bears have not a lot of salary cap space. And as much as they would want Cincinnati to help pay for Dalton's contract, Foles is going to cost at a minimum $5 million more this year. And then his salary cap jumps up another $4 million in 2021. And that's a lot of money to pay a quarterback that you're not sure if he's very good. Again, why the Jacksonville Jaguars would like to get rid of him and don't want him to be starting over over Gardner Minshew. But the question becomes, if the Jaguars are trying to shed salary with Foles, how willing would they be to eat some of that, to make that number more affordable for the Bears? Because I think, I think from Chicago's standpoint, I'd almost be less worried about the trade compensation as I would be the salary compensation for Foles. That I don't mind giving up a, a fifth or a sixth round pick or whatever the late round selection it might take, but I need the Jaguars to make that cap hit much more affordable. And 
a decent chunk of that is still guaranteed close to or a little over $18 million over the remaining three seasons. So it's not all just, you know, salary space that can be released and absorbed as free cap space down the line. But, you know, you, are you paying for, you know, does your trade compensation have to go up depending on how much the salary the Jaguars would eat? Or if you're going to take on that contract in full, can you just send them peanuts, you know, a late seventh round pick in sort of exchange for eating that salary? I just don't think the Bears are necessarily in that position to take on that cap hit. And maybe other teams would be. And maybe the Jaguars would be more inclined to take a lower offer from another team in exchange for another team uh, eating up that salary cap space. I think the Colts have been mentioned as a possibility to reunite him with Frank Reich in Indianapolis. Even some thoughts that maybe the Eagles would want to take him back, but I can't imagine they would at that salary. But if the Jaguars were to release Nick Foles, which would not save them any money, and at this point would be a pretty big surprise, then I think you could start having a team like the Eagles back in that mix and other teams at least interested in a veteran backup like that. But I think Foles becomes a pretty difficult deal to work out just when you look at cost plus talent doesn't necessarily quite make him worth your money, whereas a guy like Derek Carr has a much higher pedigree of performance and actually a lower salary than Nick Foles, still more than what Dalton is getting. Derek Carr will be owed 21 and a half this year, 22 the following year, and 19 in 2022. Still a lot for the team like the Bears to have to try and absorb if Carr were to become available, but at least you know you're getting a higher quality quarterback, a guy that you can really rely on as a starter, but you would also have to give up, I think, more trade compensation in there as well, assuming that the that the Raiders are, or the Las Vegas Raiders are, are looking to make that deal. We got the impression from the reporting by The Athletic and others that at the Combine, there wasn't a lot of talk about Derek Carr trade availability. It seems like, based on everything we've heard, that the Raiders are looking at Tom Brady. But if they don't get Tom Brady, I don't know that they're necessarily forcing their way to get a new quarterback. It's not give us anybody but Derek Carr. It's more like, hey, if we can get Tom Brady, we'll ditch Derek Carr. But otherwise... It sounds like they would more want to keep him because I just haven't heard much about them going after Rivers or Winston or Bridgewater or a lot of these guys. But it's still very early and we, we never know. We only we only know little bits of information on the outside. But the Raiders, like we talked about on yesterday's podcast, they're going to be one of the most important players in this quarterback market that we've got to keep an eye on for the Chicago Bears. In the end, these big quarterback salaries could prove to be a little bit too daunting for the Bears. And Free agency might be the more frugal and honestly easier path for Ryan Pace to find his backup quarterback. We'll discuss the rumored frontrunner to come to Chicago next on Locked On Bears. It's important to keep in mind that salary cap space is fluid in the NFL, and there's been talk that a new collective bargaining agreement could make even an immediate impact on the salary cap for the teams and create a little bit more space for the Bears in the short term and and really the long term. And the Bears have some ability to create more space. So it's not like the money that they're locked at now is all they have to work with. They can renegotiate, they can restructure, they can agree some new deals, and they can free up a little bit of cap space here and there. So 
it's not something to be overly worried about, but it is a big deal when you're talking about adding another $20 million in the form of one player, because that's just such a significant chunk of change that's really sort of hard to work around. And that's why when you're looking at signing a new strong safety and signing starting inside linebacker and maybe signing a tight end and signing a right guard and trying to fill out all these other spots on your roster, it becomes a little bit more difficult to invest another $20 million in the quarterback position, even if Trubisky's still more affordable on his rookie deal. It's still a lot of money at one spot, especially at one spot where you're not getting necessarily a guaranteed franchise guy with those dollars. And that's what I think makes the free agent quarterback options, uh, I don't want to say more attractive because they're free agents for a reason and they're not bona fide starters for a reason, but it makes it seem like a higher possibility than it might normally be just because they're likely to be much more affordable than the Foles, Carr, and even Dalton contracts that are already on the books. So besides Dalton, The Athletic did also mention Case Keenum as the other quarterback most commonly talked about potentially being linked to the Chicago Bears. Of course, being a free agent coming off of a just a one-year, $3.5 million contract last year with Washington, he started, I think, eight games and ended up playing in like 10 total. Obviously, you saw him play pretty poorly against the Bears and pretty well had a terrible season across the board. So he's not a guy that would come to Chicago and earn much more, if any more, than what Washington was paying him last year. But of course, you remember... Case Keenum being so successful with the Minnesota Vikings in 2017, going 11-3 and and ultimately falling short in the playoffs. But we've seen Keenum be able to operate an offense effectively if you have a strong supporting cast around him. And certainly Washington was not that. And it wasn't a situation where very many quarterbacks, I think, could have had a lot of success. And it's not necessarily fair to judge Keenum based off that entirely. Because he also struggled in Denver, and that's a part of this evaluation. He had some struggles in Los Angeles with the Rams before his time with the Vikings and has generally had a lack of consistency in most seasons other than his year with the Vikings. So there's a reason why he is as low-valued as he is, but it's it's also not 100% fair to judge him only on what he did in Washington. And that would be the much more affordable option for the Bears, although Other teams may also be interested in Keenum's services. The Browns are a team, I think, that have already been sort of linked to Keenum and Chase Daniel and a number of other quarterbacks, and other teams need backup quarterbacks. We we talked about a few of them on yesterday's podcast as well. Teams like the Steelers may be looking for a potential next quarterback for Big Ben or the Vikings getting ready for the end of Kirk Cousins' contract, etc., etc. Other quarterbacks with injury issues that teams might like a more consistent backup and feel like Keenum is a guy with a little bit of a higher ceiling than your regular run-of-the-mill veteran that's going to be on the free agent market. But it really does kind of go down to Keenum and, of course, Marcus Mariota as the other big name sometimes tied to the Chicago Bears. And The Athletic said Mariota seems less likely to make his way to Chicago than Dalton and Keenum, kind of adding some fuel to the idea that because Mariota and Trubisky have the same agent, that there is a conflict of interest there, and the agent likely wouldn't want his two quarterbacks competing against each other on the same team for a starting job. I don't know how legitimate that concern is. I don't know if that just sounds like it makes sense, so we agree, or if that's a legitimate thing that 
is a complete red flag not going to happen. But regardless, it sounds like the Mariota thing doesn't have a lot of steam. And of course, the quarterbacks like Bridgewater, Rivers, Brady, etc., likely going to price themselves out of the Chicago Bears. And and really, those are guys are looking for clear starting jobs and not competition where you have to begin working from behind Mitchell Trubisky on the depth chart. But there's also a couple of other names of free agent quarterbacks that I don't think I've heard really talked about that much. And I think it's mainly because they're not nearly the quality of Case Keenum or Marcus Mariota in terms of like, oh, he's been pretty good before in his career and might be interested in bringing his services to Chicago. But a couple of guys with some connections to this offensive system actually both were on the Kansas City Chiefs roster last season and got Super Bowl rings, I believe. Quarterback Matt Moore and how about Chad Henney as well? Both guys well into their 30s. Neither one really gets you super excited. But if they know the system... They can come in, be a veteran presence, and both are guys that have made starts and have started seasons in their career. Obviously, neither one has been able to lock down a starting job. Neither one really has a lot that you want to lean on for an extended period of games. But if we start talking about backup options to replace Chase Daniel, that at least have maybe a little bit more under their belt than Daniel in terms of a real ability to push. I don't know that either one quite gets what the Bears are specifically looking at, but it's other options in case things fall through with Case Keenum and some of the trade names and the Bears have to sort of divert to what's left. I think Moore and Henny are a couple of aging veterans that are kind of gross as far as quarterback options go, but at least have a little bit more of a connection than just any other random quarterback off the street. But we're really just at the beginning of this free agency rumor mill. We're, we're getting closer and closer to the start of free agency when we'll start to see some of those dominoes fall and find out where the Bears might be in this quarterback carousel. So you're definitely going to want to make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast to make sure you're keeping up with all of our daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. If you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast or just have a cool idea for a podcast show that we could do that you, know, you came up with, feel free to give us a call. We have the Locked on Bears phone line that can call in, leave a voicemail, and we can play that right here on the podcast so you can hear yourself and everyone can hear you and you can be a part of the show. The phone number is 312-620-8590. You can also text in your thoughts, ideas, and questions to that number as well. And it's a great way to be a little bit more connected to what we're doing here and, and be a part of the show that you listen to every day. Because when you're calling and you're texting and your voice is on this podcast, it's actually much easier to bear down. <laughs>